The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is WMVP WSAG HD2, Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Thanks to Kevin Pack and Jack McGrath for producing. I'm Jeff Meller. was in for Carmen Yurko today. Now we bring in Tyler Aki and Jesse Rogers, who are sitting in for Waddle and Sylvie. Boys, do you have a good Thanksgiving? Definitely. And working today is much better than shopping. So I chose the work. Mine was good. wasn't as eventful as uh, Shea Norling's. Did you hear about that? No, what happened this to him? morning? Oh, they had to kick someone out. Jeez. Oh, Politics or, or sports? Uh, alcohol consumption. <laughs> oh, that's the third thing. Yeah. I, yeah I did. Now, I listened to quite a bit, but I did not hear the first hour. because I was. It, so, was uh, it was off the top at 7 yeah, o'clock. I missed the first yeah. hour, so... Mine what he didn't, what he didn't tell that he didn't say it was Shay actually that had to get kicked no, out. No, it was not Shay. It was not Shay. <laughs> Would not shock me though. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Some unsavory things were said, and that was all. That was they. They said the magic word, and it was taillights for that. So person. when you get older, like me though, you 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 fam you, you know family spread out. There's more spouses, more cousins, and so we have to do two Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One's at noon, and one's at dinner. What? And yeah, and you, I, are you you're hosting both or are you no, talking hosting, about? Ho- we did host one. Okay, and you're still not. And, yeah, I went to my sister's, then hosted. You know, it's because of multiple no, no, families. I, I get it. I but I'll, I'll be honest. We usually we oftentimes host Thanksgiving. Um, we are never going out if we're hosting though. That's like a because I know. You know what I'm trust saying? Like, me, because I, I know preparing and clean up, and then you're trying to get out of that. that stressful is, yeah, for my wife, mm-hmm. not yes. for me. It was stressful for my wife. The point I'm trying to get is, I ate twice and mm. I drank twice. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Have not really eaten since. I feel like everyone does smart. eat or drink twice, but it's just the the phase that you're in. So like you do it at twelve and, and then six, six and, then and then other people just do it three to six. Right, like right. you just you yeah. Or 10 o'clock at night, whatever. You take the nap, Mm -hmm. you eat again. Yeah. Anyway, the point being is I wish I had gotten up and played pickleball this morning because you know, that's where I get my exercise <laughs> or racquetball but that been, racquetball is such a 70s sport I don't even want to mention that I play it yeah you better be careful you're going to blow out your Achilles that's no. the you say is that, no is that, that the injury people like, get like I a, know yeah that. anybody who's like older than 50 a lot of people are blowing out their Achilles because I'm, all of a sudden they're, in they're, great shape. they're picking up pickleball me? and they're moving more than they've ever moved in their life at a quick <laughs> accelerated pace so just be careful that's I, all I'm saying I Jess. will be careful but I, I, I you need to Move quick enough to break to, to pull something to tear something that is not happening. Fair counterpoint. All right. So, so anyway, I didn't spend a lot of time on it because shortly before I went on the air, Howie Rose put oh, he, he initially threw out could be getting Otani news what today. Is, yeah. what, what is the every and then you know, he like quickly I'm, obviously this is my job, but I don't have any desire to to tease people without solid information. Sure. I have none. Yeah. None. Howie, we know you're the people that do Could this be. are trying to draw attention to yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Why? You we know you're in the business, right? Yeah. Just give us the information Stay if you in have your it lane. or get out. Right. You're a play by play guy. You don't need to break news. And and the I look, maybe I'm wrong because w- there's there's a lot of mystery behind it, but there's a lot of people behind Otani, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning his agents, marketing. Do you think they want to make that announcement the day after Thanksgiving? 
like going up against the NFL right, this, too. Like this is this is a winter meetings the know, baseball world type of thing. Now it might happen right before, it might happen right after. I think it will happen sooner rather than later. I just anyway, neither here nor there. I've got maybe, a question for you, maybe, Jesse. Maybe it could have happened today, but like give us solid information. That's the what I try to do. The only thing I'll say is real quick, Tyler. I don't know with with Shohei because he is such a different player. And he's never sought out the attention and the limelight. Well, this so is so that's why I, I it wouldn't it, it didn't wouldn't stun me as all. No, when, you're right about that. You're right about that. And this is also why. And we'll get into it later in the show, probably in the five o'clock hour. I just I I, I think the Cubs are in it. There's nothing to do with the Cubs. It's just whether he wants to be here. And when you mention he likes to fly under the radar, Wrigleyville ain't the place to fly mm. under the radar. Oh, it's that's not. Fair. Yeah. It's not you can actually do that playing for the Dodgers. You can fly yeah. under the radar for all the obvious reasons, including the ballpark. You know, they're not congregating outside the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Let alone there's stars everywhere. It doesn't matter. You know, you can probably do that even in Texas, the other it, team that's probably in on it. So that is if that's a concern. That's yeah. fascinating. Is I have that. a question for you, Jess. Do, has he met with people? Like, yes, he has. Yes, okay. I don't I know. Like who, I haven't when, heard any. Where, how? But yeah, the, no, the mystery of it all. Like I, I yeah. haven't. Whenever it's the NBA, like in free of course, agency, I know. you hear every single bit of. All right, this is my schedule. I'm meeting with the Mavericks this day, the Bulls this day, the Knicks this day, and you know, like where this person's going to be. And sometimes every step in along baseball, the way. you know that certain players you don't. Certain players you don't. And um, yeah, I, that I think Jeff reported passing that. He will hold it against teams that leak things. That's there's truth to that, no doubt about it. It I almost <laughs> uh, we so that's why it's so secretive. When John Lester signed, it almost it, it, it there was this kind of thing, like something leaked when it wasn't supposed to, and it almost kiboshed the deal and all sorts of stuff. That's when John Lester signed. This is this is Shohei Otani. It's a whole other level. The only thing is, like, and that, I get that. It, you know, there it shows that somewhere within the organization. There, you know, there are loose lips if that's the case. But at the same time, if you want to be somewhere, and you're, we're talking about like a city, right? And yeah. the money is right. I, not that money necessarily is any type of final determination because Shohei's going to. For him, it's not. Yeah, yeah he's going to get a monster deal wherever right. he goes. It's going to be the highest deal in Major League Baseball history. But you'd think if you want to be in a city, boy, it's it. You, would you let like a like a leak be the reason why you don't sign? It. it, it do you know what I'm saying? Like, For, I agree with you. Probably not, but it could be a signal yeah. that the team isn't mm-hmm. as trustworthy. That's fair. You know, you're going to be with this team for 10 years. Yeah. I agree with you. It sounds petty. It sounds petty, but I will tell you uh, from firsthand knowledge, yeah. just using John Lester's example, it, it got real tense because something leaked. But ultimately, so, ultimately, ultimately, he ended up here because signed, but there had to the be thing. some it's damage like, control. Sure, but if you go through the checks and balances, like that's something too that if you sign with a with a team long term, there could be changeover anyway with the general of management. Course, right. So it's one of those things yeah. where it ultimately it's out of your control anyway. So, so why would I let that be a determining factor? I mean, I'm, I'm not. I, I tend to agree with you. Like, I tend I, to I, agree with you, but I, I, I don't know. Here's the thing: you want to take that chance? <laughs> you don't pitch and hit, Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he does right. at a very elite know, level. I, yeah. Like I could see going in there and being and demanding, hey. I don't want to hear about this in the media at all. Right. But then ultimately, if if 
the Rangers or Dodgers are the place where you want to be. Someone asked me, like, Jesse, would you report that knowing it? I'm like, do you know what my job yeah, is? Yeah, right? Like, like, I, if, I I see o- if I see Otani walking into Wrigley Field, what, I'm not supposed to report that? To Yeah. I mean, maybe Cub fans actually think that. I, it, it be, but that's not the team leaking it. Now, they might have to prove they didn't leak it. Yeah. You know, or, mm-hmm. or yeah. swear on their kids or whatever. You know, like, how do you <laughs> prove that? I don't know. Yeah. But, um, of course, as a reporter, if you find out they met, you, you, you're you're going to bring it up. Right. So, but Jed, but Jed proved, at least in his hiring of Craig Council, Council that, right. yeah. like, you know, if he wants to keep something secret, well, you he have, knows how to do there's it. There's only one way to do it. You keep the circle as small as yes. possible. Yeah. And then it was literally, he asked Ricketts mid-month, October. So Ricketts knew they were interested. Carter knew, and that was it, mm-hmm. apparently, you know, yeah. from what we understand. Then the next time Ricketts knew anything was like the night before, said, hey, we got to pay this guy $40 million. You ready? <laughs> that kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. So he kept it tight. Well, listen, hey, kudos to, to Tom Ricketts. There's plenty of owners out there who can't keep their lips, yeah. you know, sealed yeah. when it comes to what's going on with their team. Yeah. Whether it's baseball, True, but, football. But usually... I'm just saying, there's plenty of owners out there who are happy to... I think Ricketts is one of those guys who wants he, to be out of the spotlight. No, no, though. and that's totally, good. Totally. That, I think that's good. But also, I think in, 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 this, in professional sports, there is a, some modicum of respect, meaning David Ross had the job, right. and yeah. nobody wanted to disrespect him by leaking they, that they had met with counsel. Did it's you, bad enough they did what they did in terms of how it looked to David Ross, but to know that he's actually actively, you know... Trying to work on next year while they're interviewing counsel, that wouldn't have looked good. So I get it. Did you bring in your iPad? I thought you were going to fire I, up the, the Dolphins totally, Jets game. You know, I literally and Jeff, you gave me the the perfect strategy. Idea, yeah. You said bring in your iPad for to watch the game because we can't watch it on TV here. Why not? It's on Prime. Oh, for God's well, yeah, sake. I mean, we do have smart TVs. You think we'd be able to yeah, enable Maybe we can, we can... Well, you could probably do it, but... I got... I walked in the building, walked upstairs, and then I was like, damn it. I forgot my iPad. I forgot <laughs> So, well, you're doing a show anyway, me. so you shouldn't be watching. Listen, Listen I'm sweating out an I under. I know right you now. are. Right. <laughs> Only this guy would take an under at 24, 24 and a half, half. I, and, I, and it might hit. I think he's probably in the majority of people. The, 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 there's such great iron. Not iron. I don't know what the word is, but the fact that that it, it actually might go over because of overtime. Yeah, you know, to get to 25, well, they needed overtime, and it still might go under. It still might, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a great chance it still might. <laughs> there's been some absolutely hilarious moments in this game yeah. so far. We should today. mention it's ten ten late in the fourth. My daughter goes to Iowa, but we don't care about this game because yeah. the big ones next. How big of an upset would Iowa over Ohio State or Michigan be this year? Well, here's would the th- be one of the one of the greats of all time to me it, because I've watched that Iowa offense now for two years that she's been at school and I could count how many touchdowns on one hand. I, I, yeah, Iowa would need Listen, like a special teams I, or a defensive touchdown, but like. Ohio State's I, not some high flying offense. Iowa, like that, could be a. It, it's not like the the years where they've had Stroud okay, or Fields. It could be, it could be twenty four three, but it would still be an Ohio State win. I yeah. feel like Michigan. But it'd be a low scoring game. I, I feel like imagine. I feel like Michigan. If they changed the rules of football and said Michigan or Ohio State could not possess the ball, they only could play defense, they probably would still beat Iowa. <laughs> right. You I might mean, be I, right. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. Watch those be uh, famous last words, but. I mean, how how bad is now that I've watched the Big Ten even more closely because of my my daughter? I apologize. Outside of those two teams, how bad is the Big Ten? It's terrible. Penn State, Penn State, they're no, they're not very good either. But no. the, but the Big Ten West, especially the fact that Iowa with well, absolutely no offense okay, was in the we, championship. We've been game. talking about the Big Ten West for like a decade. Can we it's say something so to, bad? The Big Ten East sucks. Also, 
All right. Like, Ohio State is the only one that's had playoff success. They're the only ones that have won playoff yeah, games. I agree with you, but you can at least say Michigan's a good team. But they have lo- they've been upset. Wisconsin in- used to have a good team. Nebraska ups- used to have a good Last team. Last year they got upset by TCU when they were what a, a north of a touchdown favorite. Yep. Like, yep, true. They've flopped in the playoff. True, mm. but they're a good team. Yeah, at least they've made the playoff. Right, but it's. The path is easy for them to get to the no, playoff, I agree. right? They I agree. If they can get they to win a year. They have to win one, one game. game a year. Both teams have to win one game a year, which is sad. So, I mean, you, they, well, like, I do have eventually, to, I, mean, I think it'll change. Michigan's, the schools that used to be good, Michigan State used to be you know, competitive. Wisconsin, been to a playoff, yeah. Wisconsin used to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Penn State can but be But even Wisconsin, like they'd go to India and get smacked. Yeah. I mean, so, yes. But I'm talking I mean, about Barry Alvarez essentially, days. Way essentially, back. Well, okay. essentially since the college football playoffs, the, the the current incarnation that we have, the 14 playoffs, it's essentially been Michigan and Ohio State, and that's it. Right. Everything yeah. else has yeah. been, you know, yeah, persona we're, non grata. We're now doesn't working on like a decade of, of just yeah. well, ineptitude but, but around, it's not just like, around them. Look, all of, look at all of college football. There's very few teams, you know, you have your select few. It's like six or seven programs. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Right? Yeah. Like in you. And that's, well, the thing is, but, it, it's different this year. This year, this everyone's – it's like I wish the 12-team playoff started this year. Whether yes. you like it or not, yes. this was the year to start it yeah, I suppose. because there is a depth of teams that are competitive with each other. With, you, there are 12 teams that I think – With no real – it doesn't yeah. feel like powerhouse like you've had over the last few years with Georgia. Right. Yeah, like, but, but, there, but it does rotate a little bit. Georgia wasn't a powerhouse until recently. It was sure. all Alabama. Cr- it was LSU. Clemson. And it moved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Pac-10, it wasn't Oregon State, Pac-10. Washington – Pac twelve, whatever. <laughs> I saw a guy one time. It wasn't on the train. always Oregon State and Washington. They they've kind of take you know taken over recently. In the Big Ten, it's just these two teams every year. Yeah, but the SEC, it's been Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Is there? Am I missing someone? Florida you know, had its right, time it moment. Um, Florida had one of the best college football teams. Auburn's had its moment. Are we going back to Tebow and Anderson? Auburn's had its moments. Are you just talking playoff? Their current four um, playoff team, Florida hasn't been involved in the Florida playoff. hasn't, but Are we this team hasn't. Back to Tebow, right? That's what yeah, you're talking about, yeah, Florida. But this team hasn't been involved in terms of the actual playoff, but they've always had their name mentioned as like a potential playoff team, and that's Texas A&M. They've been in like the yeah. conversation for yeah. but they've just under-delivered every single time. I feel like it's been like a, a group of like seven teams. Ohio State, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, LSU. Anyone else I'm missing? Florida State. Florida State, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I say Clemson? I may not have said Clemson. Though. And you know what? Throw Washington's yeah, name in there right. because they've been to a playoff and could go to another. Yeah. So Right, but there's a little bit of a rotation. Clemson was in it. Now they're out. Georgia was out. Now they're in. LSU's been out and in. Alabama's sure. been out and in. Mostly but th- in. But things Mostly have changed. Don't forget, too, that over the last three or four years, things have changed with NIL and the, and the transfer yeah. portal. Mm-hmm. It's completely changed the landscape of college football as well. Anyway. Notre I, Dame got to two, correct? Yeah, yeah, Notre Dame had its moment. Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Did we mention go, Oklahoma? Go, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. They, they've Lincoln gone Riley. to get slaughtered. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. All right, so whatever. All right. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's been a rotation. Of did you enjoy s- your football yesterday? Um, did I enjoy it? I enjoy hmm. watching the Niners. Man, who doesn't? Right. Yeah. I listen. I, I said this earlier today. They like. I, fine. The Eagles are have a better record. Yeah. But if the Forty mm-hmm. ers are are for the most part in critical spots, healthy. They're the best team in the NFC. The great NFC championship, yeah. right? And I, I, I talked about how Robbie Gold during the summer told us time and time again, Kyle Shanahan truly believed 
they were going to slaughter the Eagles' last NFC Championship game, and then Brock Purdy, yeah. who you said is soft, ends up should've injuring himself. Yeah, should have stuck it through. And, could, and couldn't play so in that game. they'll probably get their chance this year. Well, right? injury, as if long as they can healthy, avoid right. the yeah. We saw what injuries. happened. Once they got hurt, they lost three in a row. Once they got healthy, I, they've won three in a row. The, the funny thing was, if, I don't know if you guys stuck around to the end with Melissa Stark and the turkey. No, no. no so no. she was surrounded by like seven different 49ers players. Like, and it was like all the best players. Mm-hmm. We're talking um, Debo Samuel, Fred Warner, Christian McCaffrey, Bur- Birdie. I did Brock see that. Purdy, yeah. Nick Bosa, Kittle. And then meanwhile, there's still like guys like Brandon Ayuk. Chase Young, yeah. Trent Williams, who weren't around the turkey. And I'm like, my God, that <laughs> roster is ridiculously loaded. And that's where I got to the point, too, with Justin Fields, where if if he can play the next six games the way he played against the Detroit Lions, I'm telling you, it's going to be a real dilemma for whoever ends up making that selection. You better, because if you're going to move away from him, again, the caveat is he needs to play like he did or in similar fashion to the way he did last Sunday. Yeah. But if yeah. he does put five of the next six games on tape the way he played, you better be damn sure that Caleb Williams or Drake May is a franchise quarterback the, the, if you go in that direction. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you, you could add a key piece to like turn like listen, the 49ers with Brock Purdy. I know. The, like the Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has a lot of faults. You know what I mean? I think everybody's so enamored with Patrick Mahomes. You're always chasing Patrick Mahomes. Right, maybe right. it's because Ryan Pace screwed Bears fans and, and left him on the board. And maybe that's why we can't get over it. If, but there's no guarantee Caleb Williams is anything close to Patrick Mahomes. There's no guarantee, but that's the quickest fix. Well, maybe. But if at, you're at, right. I mean, if at, you're right. Yeah, if you're right, it's the quickest fix. It's the quickest. Com- I mean, you're yes, I get it. But at the same time, like if Justin Fields is a... Can he be, again? This is the case. Like, if he plays like he did against the Lions mm-hmm. for five of the next six games. Okay. The only thing is, <laughs> when you say that, yeah, eighteen carries, eighteen carries. So, but how many hits did he take? He slid a lot. I get it. I get it's it. I'm just saying it. You know, that's not the formula. So, how, how when you say Jalen if he Hurst, plays like that, Jalen Hurts runs a lot. Just how, how, how many quarterbacks? Eighteen. No, no. I, listen, I'm not saying like you're right. Eighteen carries is a lot. Right, Lamar Jackson uh, doesn't even run that much. We'll see. I, again, I I don't know. I can't give you an exact number. I wouldn't expect them to run him eighteen times. Well, that, for six that, straight games. Well, that's how. But then, how can he play like he just did? That's his game. Mm-hmm. It's it's a confusing thing. I mean, that's can, why can, we have can three he, three and a half hours to talk about. Can it. he run ten times? You know, well, effectively. Yeah. And again, that would be the better option, he, right? He slid a lot. I'm I saying, know. like, I don't. Well, one of those slides is going to end up with someone hitting him late and a concussion. You're like. The more you run, it just doesn't work in the NFL uh, over time. I don't know. I don't know. There, well, there, like, here's yeah. one thing. Jalen Hurts is a part of the most physical play in all football. Exactly. That's what well, I was thinking Three, about. four times a, a game. Yep. Probably more. True. Maybe yeah. even more. True. Three, four times a game. He's a part of the most physical play in football. And his body's held up. I guess. It's a little different than running full speed. You know what I mean? So you've already are you already at the point where you're like? No, no, no. I think I, I do want to talk about it with Tyler. I'm mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I'm still on the fence. I think a lot of I, Bears I, fans I think should it's, be. It's it, it, you know as someone that listens most of the day because mm-hmm. I'm not in yeah. here I'm working baseball whatever. It's yeah. wound it, it's up. Been a, it's been a no no no. I'm gonna say it's been a great interesting conversation for a bad team. Yeah. Is it the coaching? Is it Fields or is it both? And. I think that was a question we would have, we would, we would have asked after week one, week two, week three, and I still think we're asking it now. Recency bias would be all on the coaches 
because of what happened last week. But I'm not totally convinced. Look at his total QB rating. It's nothing special. What? La- but last week against no, the Lions? I, I get I'm saying for the season. Sure, sure. For the season. And, no, no. And the reason I'm interested, no, though. Last week was great, but it's not sustainable. We know that. 18 carries is not sustain- sustainable. And that's why he played so well. But Because otherwise it was just a good well, good job. I don't know. He, the ball. he made a couple big time throws no, in that game. As the I first said, drive it was, was it very was good. good. It was like, good. And, and no, no, and that's why I, I like part of it is we need to see these next six games yes. how they unfold, right? But what I was interested in seeing is that, and I mentioned it. Ryan Pohl said on the pregame with Jeff Joniak that he wanted Justin Fields to maybe get rid of the ball. That's like the like Tyson Bajan did, right? And it sure as heck looked like. He was getting rid of the ball quicker yeah, yeah, last yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was keeping his eyes up the field when he did break the pocket. Okay, he was and, climbing and, and, and the and pocket. Then, and then here's the argument for the coaching staff, which no one is going to make. And not even, if this was Monday, I wouldn't be making it either last Monday because mm-hmm. I'd be all mad. But what they are getting better. He is getting better. Yeah. They are getting better. Well, just You have to ignore the finish for a moment. The finishes are bad. But my point is, okay, I agree he's Eberflus is well underachieved, but I don't think it's as black and white when it when it comes to all this stuff. Who's holding who back? Because all I know is down in Texas, there's a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach having all sorts of success. Sure. And I'm gonna guess the quarterback is making the coach look good. That's my guess. And that's usually how it works. That's usually how it works. Yeah. No, I, I'm just like I was pleasantly surprised by the way Fields played against the Lions yeah. on Sunday, and I am very like, and I, I think you well, you, you got to test though. I have not been any type no. of huge Justin Fields supporter. Me, yeah, no. me neither. And, and as the as the season has worn on more and more this year, I've kind of fallen into that camp as well. Like I, I said it on what was it Wednesday night? I think there's an eighty percent chance he's not here next year. And part of it's something that's out of his control. Yes, and that is the yes. rookie clock in terms of financial commitments that you have to make towards a quarterback. But I, like. Are we going to use the final six games and just use it and completely wipe out the previous 34? If if it depends on how they look. I'd be willing to be... If, if the final six are closer to the last weekend, yeah, sure. If they, if they all look very similar. Right. And, and listen, it's because that it, could be a big... Look, Tyler, I was talking you about, you're, you're, I was you're talking supposed about, to improve, so why would you judge a guy... Right. There's a small margin you know. for error. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Very little margin for error. He would have to look phenomenal over the next six yeah. games for me to be like, okay, let's move forward with him. But And it's partly, too, because with Caleb Williams and Drake May, you I mean, you want to believe they're going to be great, but there's enough... Bad, you know, there's been enough bad tape with Caleb Williams and Drake May as well that I can understand why you might be reluctant when you've actually seen NF Justin Fields mm-hmm. perform at the NFL level. But anyway, I don't want to take all your time, guys. All right. uh, what do you guys come, have coming up? We are, well, obviously, we'll come out with some bears. We're going to talk to Tom Thayer at mm-hmm. three. We'll also talk to Doug Kazarian at four. Like it, love it, what to watch for, all that fun stuff. Who will today. be performing Aki's A list with you and Charlie studio? Bevins? Oh, today. Bevins B list. Mm-hmm. I like it. And, uh, and Jesse got uh, an interesting Chuck piece C-list. of mail today. Oh, I did. Yeah, we'll you open got that mail. at five. Right? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. open that up a little after five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need some help. An actual physical Can, letter. Yep. You want to? You want to tell us where it came from? Came from the uh, baseball hall of fame in Ooh. Cooperstown, New York. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so right. we'll do all that coming Can't up wait. a little all bit right. later on. Jesse Rogers, Tyler Rocky, in for Waddle and Sylvie. I'm Jeff Meller, in for Carmen York today. Thanks for listening, folks. The guys are up next on ESPN 1000. Listen to us now live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. 
Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Oh, Jess, we did it. We hit our under. Yes, you did. Under 24 and a half. Degenerate takes the under when it's 24 and a half. Under Only 24 a and a half. That. Unbelievable. It all comes Iowa the same. Iowa beats Nebraska 13 to 10. Another, I mean, Iowa just plays ugly games week in and week out, year in and year out. I went to the game at Wrigley against Northwestern. That was ugly. I've been to Iowa City for games. I haven't seen, like, an offensive, like, explosion. In, explosion? In, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's just like a different... It's you're in a different world watching they play a Iowa different football. sport. It's a different. My sport. buddy texted me. He's like, the live total on this game right now is twenty three and a half. Meanwhile, Oklahoma and TCU, their live total was eighty nine and a half, and they shattered it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but it's a different Iowa sport. is ten and two without an offense, going to the Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. You got to give them at least some credit for winning without an offense. Yeah. And as bad as their offense is, they lost their quarterback and still. Yeah. Are winning. They lost their tight end. Still are winning. I don't know how. I don't know why. I mean, Nebraska guy Bert, Purdy's brother threw an interception late there. Terrible you know what pass. it is? They are they are beneficiaries of geography. Yes, they All are. Right? That's what I like to call uh, in in the AL and NL centrals as well. The beneficiaries yeah. of geography. I, I, sometimes I, I gotta say. I mean, I know we 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 throw these superlatives out, but if Iowa upsets Michigan or Ohio State. Maybe we should ask this question. It's the biggest upset since fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. I mean, there is no chance they upset those two teams. No chance. Yet, we know that in sports, yeah, it can't it happen. Yeah. It and when you play happen. defense like they play defense, too. Like right. Part of the reason, like, everyone right. laughs at the ineptitude for them offensively. But defensively, that's a big reason why these totals are what they are, is because their defense no is legit. Yes. So, yes. All right. Enough Iowa football. Let's get into some some big boy football in the NFL and the Chicago Bears. They have the Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings. Another prime time opportunity. And <laughs> Justin Fields went out, balled out in the last game. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that the clock is not ticking on him because that the sand is leaving the hourglass at a very rapid pace for him. His margin for error is very slim. Well, as I said during crosstalk with Jeff, like I'm on the fence and, and continue to be on the fence. One week, I think it's the coaching staff holding this team back. Mm -hmm. Another week, I think it's fields many weeks. I think it's both. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are convinced it's all the coaching staff because of more recency bias I'm not as convinced. And and the thing is, he played great, but 18 carries is not sustainable. He has to play great with different stats yeah. to be completely convinced. On the other hand, why are we necessarily comparing him to the best of the best? Why can't he just be a good quarterback? Because he might be a decent quarterback right now. Like, mm-hmm. for a while we weren't sure, but he, he's pretty decent now. He's getting there. He's not throwing interceptions all over the place. He's not taking as many sacks. Like, he is getting better. He doesn't it, – it still doesn't feel like superstardom is on his chest. You know, it's not, right. not there. But then again, you can make the case that this coaching staff has really held some things back and he's not fulfilling his stardom because, like, we can keep going in circles on this. Um, and I know recency bias would say this is all on the coaching staff. But look – they played a really good game in Detroit against a good team. 
and just blew the ending. And they didn't blow the ending because they kicked field goals. You know what? You went up nine. That's two scores. Mm -hmm. You went up 12. That's two touchdowns. That's all well and good with four minutes remaining. Yeah. It's that ending. And specifically to me, the last offensive series. So that's one thing that happened in my mind. But how many times we see that sort of offensive series in football all the time. Right. All the time. The, The team goes down there. They... They're just trying to kind of run a little bit of clock here so that they can right. send the defense out there. And, yes, there's times where it doesn't work. But oftentimes when the other team needs a touchdown, it does end up working out for you the other way if you do play a little bit. And, listen, I'm not, I'm and, not and, justifying the- what happened out there uh, last weekend with the Bears because that's unacceptable. It's a historic loss. You've heard all the numbers on it. But... That's a game that he played well enough for you to win. He didn't play well enough for you to win. He won- He had the game won. Yeah, he played fine. He played fine. I just don't know if that kind of game is sustainable. I, it's I, not. And, and look, like, I'm playing. I am. I. I admit I'm playing a little bit of both sides here because early in the season when he wasn't running at all, I certainly was not happy with that. But there has to be the right medium. It can't be like four carries and eighteen carries. The right medium is closer to nine or ten. And if it was nine or ten, and he had to throw the other ten times instead of run, or nine times, we wouldn't know. I don't know what the outcome would have been. Well, for a lot of the people out there who say, "Oh, this coaching staff doesn't play to their players' strengths," I think situationally everything's set up for him to run the ball eighteen times in that game. You heard him say it after the game. I felt yes. fresh. Yeah. It felt like the first game of the season for me. Situationally. Everything was set up per- perfectly for him to go out and run the ball 18 times because he hadn't played the last four games. And Detroit obviously was giving them that run. And not just that, but yeah. you're going to have the long week now. You go Thursday to Monday for this upcoming game against the Vikings, and then you've got a bye week after that. Your body can take a little bit of a blow here okay, these so, next but couple it, but games. It, but that kind of goes back to what I'm saying. It's a little bit of a tr- uh, you know. A trick here. You're trying to win. Okay, we need the extra time so his body can rest up so he can run more. Now in the short weeks, he's not going to run more. Well, we better win this other way. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe that's how you navigate through the NFL. I just would rather have Tom Brady back there, boom, 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 every week. Short weeks, Don't we long all? weeks. Like- uh, so, but, but maybe he's just good enough to be a decent starting quarterback in the league, and they need, to, need more around him, and maybe a better coach. I'm not taking the coach's side. I think he's they've been bad. I'm just playing the devil's advocate to to end up with a historic collapse. You have to do something right for the first 45 minutes or whatever, right? That's yeah. So they, mm-hmm. they you know, you have to put yourself in position for yeah. a historic collapse. They had a great a, a big lead against a good team on the road. There's a lot of good there. And maybe Getsy learned something from that last series. And the next time it happens now, I know they've had two of these with Denver. But in a year where you're not fully formed as a team, weird crap is going to happen. So all I'm saying is I still don't know. I know a lot of people are convinced it's the coaches. That's recency bias. I'm not convinced of Fields. I'm not convinced of Eberflus. And I feel like I've been in that frame of mind for a while now. Hey, at least this. Tressman lost the, cl- the, the locker room in his second year. Mm-hmm. Eberflus, as bad as these losses are, there doesn't seem to be reports that he's lost the room. Maybe that'll come after he's fired or something. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we just haven't heard it yet. Maybe we haven't heard it yet. So I, I'm, I don't know. I'm asking people, put me on one side of the fence or the other, because I still mm-hmm. don't know. And like Meller, I came out, when he came out of school, I wasn't the biggest Fields guy. Now, he got me going during preseason mostly that fir- first year. And I've had moments where, oh, yeah, I'm a field. But 
my 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 gut feeling was no, he's not going to be that guy. Tyler Rocky and Jesse Rogers filling in for Waddle and Sylvie today. If you want to join us, 312-332-3776. Jesse's straddling the fence right now. Well, I can't be the only one. I can't be the only one. Right now, I'm in the, you're moving on from Justin Fields' side of the fence. But I'm open to changing my mind, given what I see over these next six games. But I said it Wednesday night. He has to play like one of the five best quarterbacks in football the rest of the way if you are going to convince me to stick with him. I think... The key is the pocket passing. That's it. That's it. We know he can run, and then there are certain games where he'll run more fine, but that can't be the formula to win every week. If it was last week, fine. But if he turns into this great pocket passer, which I still have my doubts with you, like you, but I, I mean, you're going opposite of what most people were thinking coming out of Sunday. It was all on the coaching staff. They're the ones that need to go. But I'm telling well, I think you, there was there was plenty of player execution error as well in that game. Like, yeah, but you I know mean, what? Jalen Johnson, there's he left two interceptions on the table, yeah. one of which could have gone for a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Scott drops the ball. There's a lot of other things within that game. Like, if you if you ask me, was it coaching or was it uh, the players in the last game? I'm taking the players. It was on the players in the last game as to why the Bears didn't win that game. A lot of people would disagree with you. And I I know. A lot of of people could. Two runs into the middle and a long pass to Tyler Scott. Those people would disagree with you. But the pass to Tyler Scott was in his hands. But you are are taking a, yes, I get it. But it's margin for error. It's, It's risk versus reward. You're throwing to your third or fourth wide receiver who's a rookie on a deep ball. Crap happens. And it happened. You're not taking uh, DJ Moore. I think was going across the field. Probably would have had a first down. Um, so I, I didn't like that decision making. But the Getsy calls on the first and second down were completely opposite of what they'd done the whole game. Two fullback dives essentially. Well, uh, one of them was a, a read option too right. with right. Justin so that, Fields. That, so exactly. Like- so that's a little bit on Fields as well. Um, I don't know. <laughs> that's the bottom We've line. Left you speechless. Yeah. <laughs> you want to join us? Three one two three three two. Three seven seven six. Daryl's in Virginia. What's up, Daryl? Yeah, a couple of points on the uh, GM um, litmus test of why why is it that the GM has to pick quarterback? I mean, they fail at it more than they are successful, and so we hear this narrative. Well, Poles has these two first round picks, so he needs to get it right with the quarterback. No one freaking knows who's the court who who is the. Uh, a quarterback that you should pick. But I do know one thing. Look at uh, Lynch over in San Francisco. He had a bite at the apple, but what he did was he, they built the team around the offense, defensive lines first. And Pose, you know, you, you talk about the rookie deal. That That's irrelevant for Chicago because of all the first-round picks he has. He has all these first-round picks, a generational talent, and Marvin Harrison coming out. That buys him time, you know? But if he gets it wrong, he and Warren will be laughed out of this city. If he gets that quarterback, yeah, it's wrong, a good Daryl brings up a good point about San Francisco, Tyler. I mean, I, I sort of understand what he's saying. Like, it's such a waste to have these number one picks, you know, if, if Fields doesn't work out. Right. You know, However, it's such a... It's such gravy to keep Fields and then build around him like San Francisco did. I get that. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Because I do think Fields is at least serviceable. You yeah. don't have to make the all you know the Pro Bowl every single year to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, there are teams who are going to, after the dust settles in the first 10 picks or so of this draft, there's going to be teams that 
would want a Justin Fields type, or maybe they know they can't get into the top 10 of the draft to go out and get a quarterback that they want. There's teams that look at Justin Fields and would say, all right, that's an upgrade to our quarterback room for this upcoming season. The thing about what Daryl was saying, though, about polls and going out and drafting a quarterback, this is, let's not forget, the reason why you have two first-round picks is because of a move that Ryan Poles made. This is part of his plan. I think he should be given an opportunity to see out the plan that he has laid forth. I I, I think I I agree with it. I know Albert Breer Breer kind of intimated something, but... If there's a change at the end of the year, it's it can't be both. That would be a mistake. Yes. It can't be both. Then you're just starting over. Right. It, it would be it would, you have to give pools and I think, a little bit more time and, and you you move on from Eberflus. That makes sense, but not getting rid of both of them. And I think Ryan Poles, his name was in that little Albert Breer uh, Q and A that he did for SI.com, but I think he was just using that more of a context piece. Yeah, right. I, yeah. I don't think that he was trying to insinuate that Ryan Poles is going to be right. out at the By end of the year. By saying Kevin Warren needs or wants to be more involved in football decisions doesn't mean Ryan Poles loses his job. Like, that's people were yeah. trying to make that leap. No, I think Poles is, is safe. I do. I do. Yeah, I, I think Poles is very safe, yeah. especially given the fact that he does have the two first-round picks for this upcoming season. And I mean, he got here a year and a half yeah, ago. he made a mistake like, with Claypool. Okay, every GM makes mistakes. Yeah. Look at uh, the San Francisco quarterback situation is amazing. It really is. And it, it is a reminder in sports, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Yeah. Second pick in the draft, right? Third, second, and the last pick Third, in the yeah. draft. Mm-hmm. And it's the last pick that looks yeah. like a like a stellar player in his position. Yeah. 312-332-3776. If you want to talk Bears with us, Tyler Aki and Jesse Rogers in for Waddle and Sylvie today, hanging out with you guys until 6 o'clock. We'll take more of your calls. And Tom Thayer joins us at 3. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. And Jesse Rogers in with you on this Black Friday. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves out there shopping. Hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving as well. You know, Black Friday feels like a dying holiday. Because you can do everything online. Everything online. I mean, it was kind of a wrestling holiday for a while. You you say that, but I bet if we went to a mall today, it would be insane. I'm just guessing. Okay. You know, I I chose to work rather than shop. Right. Well, like... Even the deals I'd now. I'd rather pay full price and not deal with people. <laughs> Even the deals now. Like, it used to be... I saw a hilarious TikTok. It was like, it used to be cheaper for me to go out and get and like bail myself out of jail while fighting for a Samsung 60-inch <laughs> yeah. TV than it would <laughs> be to buy price. the thing full price. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the way life is now. That's good. Um, I like that. But I yeah, like it's, that. It's, it's, it's certainly an evolved holiday, it feels like. But Let, you, me, let me ask you a question mm-hmm. before we get to phone lines, and we're going to mm-hmm. get to everybody about the Bears, because I, I need to know what side of the fence I need to be on. Is it mm-hmm. Fields' fault? Is it the... the, the Front, um, the uh, coaching staff, or is it both? Same old question we do every week here, mm-hmm. but I, I, I'm still not convinced. I still don't know. Um, but the thing that's informing me in a big way is what's going on in Texas. Wh- and I want to yeah. ask you and the listeners, what does it mean to you? What is it, wh- how do you interpret and relate it to the Bears, the fact that C.J. Stroud 
is playing MVP caliber football, mm-hmm. and their head coach has their team in the hunt, mm-hmm. and they're basically um, both rookies. I mean, D'Amico was yeah. there, but mm-hmm. rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. What does it mean to you, and how are you related to the Bears? It shows what happens when you get it right, right? Which like, part like, are you? Are they getting right? I think there's a couple things. Obvious. I don't think C.J. Stroud is was someone who obviously looks like people looked over a little bit of what he was in college and in the draft uh, evaluation process. But I think it's what happens when you put the right people in the right spots. D'Amico Ryan seems like he's on the trajectory to being a great head coach, and he learned under a great head coach, too, when he was over in in San Francisco underneath Kyle Shanahan. He brings in Bobby Slowick, who's now probably going to be one of the hot head coaching candidates for this upcoming coaching candidate cycle and hiring cycle. The the right mix with a quarterback that got brought in. You you struck on Tank Dell in the draft too. Another rookie receiver. But we can say at least see this is what I'm talking about here. Listen, the players the, have the, to uh, go you know, Luke Getzey. Luke Getzey worked with Aaron Rodgers. We like that. Eberflus had this defensive mindset coming from Indy. People weren't upset with that hire. Uh, they trade for DJ Moore. They trade for Sweat. I mean, like you can make that case. Here's what I'm getting at. C.J. Stroud is making everybody look better, as most great quarterbacks do. Fields has yet to really do that. Listen, I, I'm with you. I think so it's more my, player than coach. That's my argument against Fields. It, it's but I more, can make arguments against the coaching staff. Yeah, I think it holds up more in the Bears situation than it does in, in any sort of Houston situation. And I, I agree with you. The players are the ones that ultimately make or break a lot of these deals. I mean, I think... We saw who won the, the Brady-Belichick divorce, right? Yeah. We saw who the winner was Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Another um, great example. So so when, when the fact that we have to, three years in, keep debating Justin Fields, maybe that's the answer. I'm saying maybe. I don't know. I'm asking these questions. Mm-hmm. If we have to keep debating him, maybe that's the answer. When you see it, you know. You know when you know it, you see it. When you see it, you know it. C.J. Stroud, you see it, you know it. I think another thing, too, is everyone always says, like, go out, get Justin Fields help. He needs help here. He needs help there. He needs help everywhere, right? (laughs) At what point do you not need more help? Like, at some point, you have to be the one that's responsible for for uplifting others. Not that the Chiefs are necessarily going to repeat, but all I know is the guy they traded Miami might win the MVP. Probably not. Okay, but he's in the Offensive player of the year, I'll give you. Okay, Mm -hmm. fine. But... What keeps going on in Kansas City? They keep winning because they have this incredible quarterback. So mm-hmm. most of the time, it's the quarterback. Having said that, San Francisco's pretty darn good with Brock Purdy. But San Francisco has the best coach in the league. Mm-hmm. So let's either get the best coach or the best quarterback. Easier said than done, Jess. Yeah, Easier said than done. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here, Henry is in Sherville. What's up, Henry? Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Hey, I want to give a shout-out to all you guys that are doing double duty with the uh, Bears games. We appreciate that, Henry. Yeah, covering uh, and baseball again. Uh, weekly hits as well. Of course. Uh, my, Jesse's the hardest-working man in the biz. Is that we have seen Justin Fields make strides every season. Mm-hmm. All right, that's nice. Uh, yeah, thanks for the call, Henry. There. Yeah, it, he's made strides. That's nice. He has. So you, I just Tyler. think the I'm not handing you the I'm not giving you the range. You're not to giving the Bears. me 250 million, no. Jess. Come on. Um, I I will say this though, I think people thought the leap would be a bit 
bigger this well, year. Didn't, didn't our buddy Mike Greenberg pick him for like MVP or some something? I think a but lot so, of that. So got, the bottom line is yes, we all agreed th- th- thought the leap would be bigger. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that though the the whole MVP conversation. It's logical in the sense that if the Bears were a good team this year, yes, he was going to be. It was going to be because of him, right? But so that's then, pretty much any team, I guess, right? right? You know, right? And, and, but we oftentimes see it with young quarterbacks, and Justin kind of fit that mold of a young quarterback who had pedigree behind him. They had gone out and made some moves to go out and try to help him. So I think the the logic was there. I just don't think that it, like the execution just hasn't played out this year, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean. I do think he's serviceable, mm-hmm. but you know you could probably say that about Trubisky. It's not really a compliment to say they're serviceable. Yeah, um, we want you, you probably need more than that on occasion. Brock Purdy, you know, I keep saying him, but he's probably. I mean, we're probably selling him a little short. The guy's talented, um, but he has this coach that's scheming with these great. Like sometimes you can be Trent Dilfer and win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Usually, you need to be closer to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, to win it and stay relevant right. year after year after year. No doubt. 312-332-3776. If you want to join us here, coming up next, we'll talk with one of the voices of the Bears, Tom Thayer, 85 Bear and Champion. He'll join us next. Tyler Rocky, Jesse Rogers, in for Waddle and Sylvie here on ESPN 1000. You're in the middle of the Waddle and Sylvie show. ESPN Chicago.